Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Good afternoon and welcome to Sportsman Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hope everyone's having a great, great weekend. A beautiful day out there in the Mile High City. Hope you can get out and enjoy it. Just a reminder, if you miss our live show here on Saturdays from 1 to 2, you can catch a replay on Sundays, and we do that twice. That's from 8 to 9 a.m., and then again from 7 to 8 p.m. on Sundays. So hope one of those three times will work out for you. Well, it's been an interesting hunting season so far, and uh, it's always good to catch up with friends. And uh, today we've got a couple of special guests with us. Will Marquette's going to join us in just a little while um, from Davis Tents, and Will's been with us before. And a gentleman I've been trying to get on uh, just about ever since I started the show, Aaron Case is with us. Aaron, good to see you. Good to see you, Scott. Man, it's great to have you guys. And thank you. Come on up to the mic a little bit there. Yeah. And uh, great to have your kiddos in as well. And we've got Michaela and Hunter. So. Cool. All right. Now they can't see you nod, so you got to go, okay. 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 All right. Good deal. Say hi. Hi. All right, Michaela. All right. And um, so, um, Aaron, let's just start off, man, talk a little bit of hunting and talk about what the season's been like for you. This year I drew my moose tag. You knew that. And uh, we had, Michaela and I had planned on this being our first year to go archery elk and deer as much as we could. So drawing the once in the season tag, she and I talked and decided that I was going to focus my time. Right. Met with the wife and got permission <laughs> to <laughs> abandon life, husband duties <laughs> for, I did a 10 day trip for elk um, solo and then had Brian Sells from Wyoming come down and join me for a 10 day moose hunt. Okay. And we started out archery and I think we got it done on the fourth or fifth day. Mm-hmm. No, the sixth day. Sixth day, okay. Sixth day. All right. So what was that like, Michaela, to get to go and experience all that? I actually stayed back. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. She she chose her horse over uh, a once-in-a-lifetime moose hunt with her father. Uh. <laughs> so she stayed back to practice for her horse shows. Good. Now, how long did it take you to draw that tag? 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. Wow. There seemed like quite a few moose were killed this year. From what I yeah. saw, yeah, yeah. there was Seems a lot nice. of a lot of archery moose were taken. Right. Um, up where we were, there was five bull, bull holders, bull tag holders, and I was the only one that first week of the season that even saw a moose. Right. Um, and at one point, Brian and I were pretty down and talking about how moose only survived in or existed in other people's photos, <laughs> which ultimately led us to finding the moose that I that I took. Oh. We ran into some people that were hiking, and they showed us some photos of a moose that we just walked past. Right. And we kind of stopped and went, wow, we should go sit on top of this mountain and see if we can track it down. And it took us another two and a half hours of sitting on the hilltop to even find him in the, the willows and the brush. And sure. then we were able to get in and get a shot. But... Now how much, let's talk about your routine with archery and just practicing and all that. I mean, how much do you shoot? I shoot as much as I can. Time has been limited here the last 
six years with the kids <laughs> getting older and right. needing rides and hockey and horses and their activities. Um, but I'll usually throw my bow in the truck, leave it in there constantly, yeah. and uh, sneak to the range and shoot for an hour or two or ten minutes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Depends on what the phone phone allows. Sure. Um, try to shoot year-round, but always playing with building arrows and and uh, breaking stuff, having no limits archery. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> having having bow on speed dial to um, fix my mistakes. Sure. And uh, tell me that I my form sucks the day before I leave on my moose hunt. <laughs> and need to focus on your shot and right. you know that that good stuff. Sure. But, How much is archery? If you just look at the last ten years, what's changed the most in archery and equipment and things like that? You know, the last ten years has been. It's been tough. The bows are more accurate, more forgiving. Um, the adjustability and the user friendliness of mm-hmm. the equipment has really changed a lot. Right. You know, you can adjust your sights, you can adjust this, and there's no more 20, 30, 40, 50 yard pins. There's sure. an adjustable pin and multiple pin sights. and adjustable rests and the way they can fine tune those things is yeah like an auto mechanic almost yeah, no just doubt. way above my pay grade right absolutely so so michaela let's uh let's talk to you in a second and uh so horses evidently that's your love right yeah all right so you, you got your own horse yeah i have a four-year-old quarter horse all right what's his name whitney whitney all right that's good so how do you feel about hunting and all that and i mean what's it like for you um it's fun um, and it takes a lot of patience and having a dad that does it too, uh, helps. Right. And it's cool to share that time, isn't it? Yeah. Cause a lot of times where everything gets so busy and, you know, you don't get to spend that quality time we have together. Yeah. So that's cool too. Last year she discovered mountain house biscuits and gravy that. Uh, All right. Hey, that's part of every hunter. She yeah. would live on, I believe. <laughs> yeah. If I let her. Right, right. All right, Hunter, let's get you involved here, bud. So you're the hockey man, huh? Yes. You like hockey? Who do you play for? Uh, the Foothill Flyers. All right. How you guys doing? Good. Good. What position do you play? Goalie. Goalie. All right. Have you always just liked playing that position? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good deal. And uh, you may go on a goose hunt, I hear. Yeah. That'll be fun. You going to take a buddy with you? Yes, one of my defenders. Oh, one of your defenders. All right. Well, good deal. All right. Um, Aaron, when you look at all this and the whole, it's crazy, and we could do, I wish we had two hours a day because, man, we're in a crazy world right now. Yeah. Everything going on. But when you look at all this and the family dynamic of you getting to, you know, spend a ton of time with your family and all that, I mean, extra special, especially during these crazy times, huh? Yeah, you know, it's frustrating at times, but it also allows people time to slow down, enjoy their family, go on walks, go on hikes, hopefully go to the archery range if there's not eight other people there ahead of (laughs) us. Um, But, you know, there's nothing wrong with throwing a target in the truck and driving to the mountains and enjoying the national forest and the public lands and, and shooting, hanging out, but spending mostly you know, quality time with family and, and friends. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all got friends that we plan hunts with and 
from all over the country that that we can get together and take that time to slow down right and not be caught up in the the hustle and bustle of everyday life and the the craziness of the world sure you know the the outdoor industry i mean mostly it's great people and i mean boy you got lifelong friends and but the archery community i think is its own deal a little bit because but i mean what i mean by that is times i've been there because i've just kind of tried to get into archery you know over the last few years but man everybody's so nice willing to help um not make you feel stupid when you don't know what you're doing you know? right but i mean that, that's one thing and i've always appreciated when i go out to fields you know yeah. Bo has helped me as well but uh no limits archery uh no matter what your skill level is um boy you know you got willing people that work there and that are shooting there that are willing to help a guy yeah well and you get that kind of all over the the hunting community yeah you know you've got rifle hunters that'll help out archery hunters that'll that'll go do things for guys you know last week james hardesty was sent from a post on facebook somebody lost his brother hadn't checked in they thought he shot an animal well those of us that have been around for a long time knew well his batteries are probably dead while he's trying to pack this thing out so i sent james a text a couple people did knew that he lived close by he was 10 minutes away he drove to the trailhead within 20 minutes we had confirmation back to the family that he was safe his batteries were dead he was packing his elk out and you know so you get you get people within the community that will help just about anybody out sure you know um dan fisher was out dove hunting one year when i shot a cow on a backcountry hunt he left his hunt in eastern colorado drove to the northern mountains hiked in four hours and showed up right about the time that I was ready to fall over by myself and help me pack her out. You know, it's just, you meet people within the community like that, that are there for you. Right. Willing to, willing to help out. Sure. Yeah, that's great. Well, you're listening to Sports from Colorado. We got to take a short break. When we come back, Will Marquette's going to join us and then we'll wrap up the last uh, quarter hour there again with Aaron, Michaela and Hunter Gessie. We'll be right back. Kevin Flesh of Flesh and Beck Law will handle your personal injury case so you can focus on healing. There's a lot of complexity with insurance companies, and you shouldn't need to worry about those details. KLZ's personal injury attorney, Kevin Flesh, won't even begin walking you through the liability until you've seen a good doctor. Not only does he want you to receive quality medical treatment, but Kevin Flesh also knows you will benefit financially from treating your injuries right away. He's seen people delay their medical treatment because they're worried about the cost. But your insurance company needs proof that you received treatment. Otherwise, they may try to question the validity of your injuries. Once you make that first free phone call to Flesh and Beck Law at 303-806-8886, go ahead and get all of the medical care you need. After you start to feel better, only then will Kevin Flesh help you through the legal process. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs, from preventative care, 
dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then, of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman Colorado. Again, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to go to the phones now and talk to our good friend, Will Marquette. Davis Tent is the company, and uh, we will talk about tents before we get out of here today. But first of all, Will, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great, Scott. Good to talk to you. Hey, it's great to talk to you as well. And uh, we will uh, get in some tent talk here a little bit later. But, hey, I just wanted to talk a little hunting with you. I know you've already been out a, a couple of times this year already. So let's start there and kind of give us some recap on what you've been up to. Oh, yeah. You know, I did the I did the Labor Day weekend uh, hunt, which uh, I know we all have kind of short memories for this stuff, but you might remember that it was like 97, 98 degrees. <laughs> yes, uh, right. Yep. <laughs> so I had like a Saturday, Sunday. I got there Friday night. Had a Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday morning hunt set up. And uh, Saturday I hunted the morning and then drove into Craig and sat in a Mexican restaurant and bar for four hours just to get some air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it and was warm. Sunday, yeah. oh god, yeah, it was something. And so that was so that was interesting. And then uh, Sunday, I did get back out in the morning and got off the mountain by oh noon, one o'clock. I mean, goodness, I don't even know how those elk can survive in those kind of temperatures. Yet alone move around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was, I did see some animals. I think I saw probably fifteen or sixteen elk. Uh, never got. You know, never really had an opportunity to speak of, but mm-hmm. you know, for two kind of abbreviated haunts early in September, I I was kind of uh, you know I was, I was kind of encouraged by that. You know, knowing that the weather really sucked for elk hunting, uh, archery elk hunting, but yeah, it was neat to see some animals. Sure. All right, so kind of talk me through this archery thing. Uh, I've gotten into it a little bit. Uh, Phil Mendoza over No Limits Archery, uh, great friend of our show, and all, and. Um, Phil got me a nice bow a couple of years ago, but I tell you, the couple of times that I've been out and you do all that, um, trekking up and down mountains and all of a sudden, you know, it's still a hundred <laughs> yards away and you can't get closer. And I, it just, it just <laughs> crushes me when I'm like, man, if I had my 300 weather be game over, but how do you, how do you get into that m- mindset as an art going from a rifle hunter to a, an archery hunter? I mean, you do have to just think of things a little bit different, right? You know, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I, uh, I listened to a podcast, uh, called the stick bow chronicles 
guy I got to know the guy that does it, Rob Petuto, he's got a great following. Uh he runs a Davis tent and so I kinda got to know him in that manner. But you know, if you take it then from you know, you're talking compounds, right? Yes. Sir. And then you take it down to a recurve. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh you take that step again, right? I mean, you know, you're maybe whatever your whatever your comfortable range is with a with a compound, let's just say fifty yards. Uh now you're going to 20 yeah. or 25, you know, <laughs> exactly. or, or something like that. With a recurve. So yeah, the, it, it's interesting. And, you know, I hunted almost exclusively with, uh, firearms for, oh man, the better part of 30 years. Uh, I, I shot a, I shot a bow a compound when I was, you know, like 16 to 18 and then just got away from it and never got time to get back to it. But boy, I'll tell you, there's something about, getting close, mm-hmm. you know, and having to get close and to, you know, really get into their zone yep. that, yeah, I mean, look, uh, do it yourself. Archery elk hunts are somewhere between three and 7% successful and it's probably closer to three. And so <laughs> if you look, yeah, yeah. So if you look online at social media, you'd think that everybody except for you is killing an animal with a, I know, with a, with I a know. Bowl, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, when I was a kid, my uncle Bob hunted with us and uncle Bob never killed a deer. And, and, and this is Wisconsin whitetail hunting. I mean, you know, there's like a million deer there Sure. and I never understood it, you know, until I got a little bit older and, you know, I just cared. I mean, I love elk and I do like shooting elk and whitetail and I do it you know, and I'm successful sometimes, but geez, I just love the process. Yeah. You know, I just love being out and, uh, just kind of, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hiking around and it's, it's uh, if you're not in shape, it's not a very good idea. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, the payoff is pretty cool, boy. You really feel like you did something. Well, that, and that's what a lot of guys have said. You know, uh, Willie Schmidt has a show, Pure Hunting, Trevin Stolfus, Outback Outdoors. And a lot of these guys have, you know, and um, tried to get me into it and just said, man, once you do that at 20 yards, you know, 15 yards, you know, 30 yards, whatever, uh, they said it is just, you know, an unbelievable feeling. Well, like you say, you're into their world instead of, you know, shooting something 350 yards away. And nothing wrong with that. But, I mean, it's just different. You know, Willie... I mean, he's a great guy and a friend of mine, pure hunting, meat show. Uh, man, I those guys are doing it with cameramen work, lurking around. No, that's what I mean. They got yeah, a half you, a dozen guys. Me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm by myself and I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how. And, and you know, Willie and uh, his uh, cohort, Chris Nowak, you know, most of what they've done, not exclusively, but – uh, 75 or 80 percent of it has been public land absolutely and, you know, Trayvon, yep. Trayvon who's an awesome dude uh, he's the same way mm-hmm. I mean you know he's he's doing what we do you know he's doing public land hunts uh and god bless those guys right I mean obviously they've dedicated their life to being good at that right and we're we're dedicating our some of the weekends we have it, exactly we have yeah <laughs> or uh, trying it or whatever we're calling it <laughs> right right so let's go through some of your equipment just you know and i realize all this is just a personal level of you know kind of like you know, what a guys like to shoot you know 
Weatherby or Ruger yeah. or whatever. But I mean, uh, let's talk to your setup a little bit with your bow. Yeah, I, I shoot a Matthews Z7, so it's not the current generation of uh, Matthews equipment, but it was kind of a game changer, you know, when it came out. Uh, and I have it; it's about 62 pounds, which is comfortable for me. I mean, I can pull more than that, but you got to remember, I'm also a whitetail hunter, so I'm not like standing with two feet on terra firma. Yep. And you know, when you're up in a tree with a bow, you got to be able to kind of bend around the corner. You, sure. gotta, you might be holding your bow back for a minute or more. And so, uh, yeah. And then I, I, uh, I shoot a Easton full metal jacket arrow, uh, which is a carbon arrow that's got a, a sheathing on it uh, to protect the carbon, which I think is a, they've been great arrows for me. They're tougher than males. Uh, so, you know, if you do a lot of target shooting and whatnot, it's a, mm-hmm great arrow you're not going to have problems with it and then you know i i I, there's so much discussion nowadays about broadheads uh oh my goodness yeah i shoot a fixed a a fixed blade three blade fixed blade thunderhead which has been you know a go-to broadhead for a long long time uh i just you know guys show pictures online of you know Big holes from expandable blades and all that. I'll tell you what, man. If you put a fixed blade in the right spot, yep. that deer is dying. Mm-hmm. And so many guys shoot deer elk too far back. I mean, there's probably more liver shots than there are lung shots. Yeah. And, you know, a liver shot's a kill shot, but it's not a kill shot in the next two hours. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, you know, and so I've just kind of tried to. You know, I'm not a pro. I'm not Willie Smith or Trayvon Stolfus or any of these guys. I just try to, you know, know my effective range, use a tried and, tried and true setup, and, you know, I've had good results with that. Right. Will Marquette is our guest. Yeah. Once again, Will is the owner of Davis Tent, and uh, we will talk a little tents here before we get out of here uh, today. But uh, uh, what about sight? What, what kind of sight rig do you have? Uh, I have a black gold uh, three-pin adjustable so i haven't even really started to i, I just changed site, sites this year i had a spot hog before that you mentioned phil mendoza no limits right Phil's right an awesome dude yeah yeah i mean and what a great shop he's got there i know man yeah it really you does know? and i mean you talk about a guy that cares and a guy that's got people that know their stuff mm-hmm. uh, and by and anybody that doesn't know it you know if you if you like some of these shooting events going on I think what he's doing with alpha bull hunting is oh, absolutely. Just super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's never an off season. There's, <laughs> there's never an off season for him, kind of, you know? No, what I love about what alpha, you know, there's two different kind of bow competitions. There's, to- sorry, I, I'm going off on a. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Uh, what I like what Phil is doing with alpha, you, you got total archery challenge and you got the alpha bow hunting challenge. And, what total does is they set up these wild courses that, I mean, one of them, uh, in a total archery challenge, one of the five courses averaged over 70 yards this year. Wow. I mean, good God. <laughs> uh, that's why, I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's sure. kind of fun to do that kind of thing. Uh, but total archery or, uh, alpha bow hunting <clears throat> does more of a, a combination of, you know, shots starting at 20 and then maybe out to high 40s. And and it's also, there's some fitness involved in it. So, 
it's kind of cool because I think it's more realistic in the situations that you might end up in from a hunting standpoint, you know, running up to a bush, you know, that's 60 yards ahead of you, you know, Mm -hmm. and then moving into position and then having to, you know, be steady enough to get into position to shoot your bow. I mean, so yeah, what Phil's doing, I think is super cool. And it's super, it's also really family friendly, which. uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And Phil's really big into getting the young people, um, you know, engaged too. And man, nothing better than getting out there with your family and doing some shooting there at No Limits. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and we've really supported him because, of, you know, I, we just believe in what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, and so that you did those couple, and then you're fixing to take off here and uh, head back out with your daughter for a hunt. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I did another elk hunt that was six days. I did a whitetail hunt that was five days. And my daughter and I uh, are meeting in northern Wisconsin for a, she's uh, 30 years old, and she is doing her first uh, big game hunt, big game rifle hunt ever. Wow, that's gonna uh, be this awesome. weekend. So, yeah, I got some, I got some like double blind set up so we can, you know, sit together so she can become. I'm not, I'm not even gonna carry a, a firearm or anything. I'm just uh, going with her, and she can shoot a buck or a doe uh, if we get the opportunity. And uh, yeah, it's just I'm, I'm, uh, I'm thrilled that uh, she's. Uh, taking the time to get out and uh yeah exciting exciting yeah it'd be some great memories for you guys too yeah so that's awesome all right let's talk yeah. a little bit about davis tent um and you know here's the thing and i tell you and i it's something when people take the time to put a picture of their tent on social media but i'm telling you i i have probably <laughs> never seen more pictures than this year and every <laughs> one of them just talking about you know how wonderful and how glad they are that they got a Davis tent. So what do you hear from people out there? I mean, hey, there's other tent makers out there. What do you hear and what do you feel, of course, as the owner of Davis tent, really sets Davis apart? Yeah, well, first of all, we're really honored by that. I mean, it's uh, I mean, all of our, literally, we do not do professional photography around here. All of our images online or wherever you see them are our customers yeah uh, and they look great so we're, <laughs> yeah and people just love the, you know their home away from home but uh i mean i i think that you know if you look at you know how we operate and what's important to us i mean when you're a manufacturer you have a product i mean everything stands on you have a great product sure uh and so that's that's number one i mean the gold standard in canvas, the gold standard in treatments, uh, very skilled sewing machine operators and uh, people in our, in our business. And so that's number one, but you know, what we hear a lot about in reviews and whatnot is, you know, people happy with our customer service. And I, it's just how we do business. It's not that, I mean, we don't even think of it that way. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're just, uh, we want to make people, make sure people are happy. We want, you know, to, if you look at our website, you can see that we do a tremendous amount of education. Right. Uh, you know, so people can really learn. And so when they're going on looking at multiple, you know, options, cause there's a lot of them out there, uh, 
you know, we want to make sure that they get enough information from us and enough information about the industry in general. You know, not only what we do or we're good at this or whatever, but mostly, hey, this is how this operates and this is why we do it this way. Mm -hmm. Uh, One real simple thing, you know, some people talk, some tent manufacturers talk about reinforcing eave lines with webbing. And that makes your eave line stronger, and we agree with that, but we don't reinforce that eave line. Well, we don't do it because if a cow comes through camp or a big game and puts their leg in your guy line, it'll rip the whole side of your tent in half. We would rather gotcha. have a, a simple simple failure. So what I'm trying to say is that, you know, or for instance, we use 10-ounce canvas instead of some people use 12-ounce canvas. Well, both of those things, if we touted them, would give us a better marketing position, you know, talking about strength, talking about weight. But we use what we think are the best products for the right. industry and the best techniques for the industry. And we think about it from a user standpoint, not how we're best going to market this product. So I think that kind of sets us apart a little bit. Absolutely. And then you've got a lot of great partners that you work with, too. I know we've talked about some things, uh, you know, the last few times you've been on. But uh, um I tell you one thing that's been great when that snow hit a couple of weeks ago up in the mountains and <laughs> during second rifle, there was a lot of guys stuck up there and uh man, probably glad they had some heat in there. Uh, but talk about uh, what's available, you know, for the different heating systems for them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've talked about it, you know, with you before, but I'll tell you these stove baffles that we, uh, you know, we make cylinder stoves. Uh, they're called our summit series of stoves, the Valley Ridge and the peak. And, uh, we designed, we did a bunch of research, historic type of research on stoves and whatnot, and we designed these baffles this year for these stoves that cause a reburn. And everything that we said would happen, more burn time, cleaner stove pipes, less spark arrestor issues as far as plugging up, all of those things are bearing out, you know, based on what our customers are telling us and what the reviews show. So. You know, we're, we're super interested in, you know, not only that good product that we've had, our cylinder stoves, but, you know, how can we do little things that make them better? And so right now we're in the process of, you know, a lot of people have wanted uh, a, a pellet stove for obvious reasons. The problem has been the products out there don't work consistently at different elevations. Right. So we're in the very, very final steps of just making sure that, all of our angles are right uh, on the feeder and whatnot. And we will be rolling out a pellet attachment. So you, you don't have to buy a separate pellet stove. It's just a small attachment. You can burn wood in your stove all day and burn pellets at night. So you get eight hours or 10 hours or whatever you want to rest uh, without having to get up and stoke the fire or get up into a cold tent. So, you know, we're just trying to do things that, you know, are – you know, we're not following anybody around. We're doing what we're interested in doing, sure. which is making improvements for on people's experiences based on what people tell us, you know, the thousands of people we talk to a year. So I'm I'm excited about those stove baffles, and I'm super excited about this uh, pellet stove we'll be rolling, and right. the pellet attachment that we'll be rolling out as well. Absolutely. Once again, it's yeah. Davis Tent. They're located 4635 Jason Street. Get by and see him. Let him know you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado. And uh, I know Will will do something special for you. And, uh, you know, the glamping and all that, let's take a minute and let's just kind of give an overview of all that you guys have to offer there. (laughs) 
Yeah, well, I mean, glamping's a big deal, and I always say that the, the original glampers were hunters, you know, pimping right. out their tents. And, uh, so we make a, we make six or seven hundred glamping tents a year, and so we consider glamping. You know, we gotta somehow put everything into categories, and so that category is anybody really that's doing a long-term tent setup. So if you're gonna live in your tent or you know set up a it on your property so you can visit it on weekends or, or if you're going to make set up tents and rent them out, we all, we consider that kind of part of the glamping tent or part of the glamping space. And, uh, we're, you know, we're, we're doing innovative things there. Uh, we've been making glamping tents for longer than just about anyone. And we've learned a lot from long-term customers, uh, that have many of our tents and, the types of modifications that they've made, so or that they've made, and so what we've done is we've really started to roll these. We have rolled them out. So somebody that has doesn't know anything about a long tent setup or a long term tent setup can get all the advantages that these the pros are using, and so we call them our pro glamping packages for that reason. And uh, yeah, if anybody is interested in setting up a glamping facility or doing anything with a long term tent setup. Just give us a call. There's a number of things to talk through. We cannot get everything online that you should probably know, nor would you probably want to spend the time to, to find out about it. But we'd sure. be happy to talk to you about it. Absolutely. And, you know, going back to a couple of the pictures I saw on social media, I mean, there was one or two that, that I remember come to mind where uh, people were saying, hey, this is my 20th year with my Davis tent. I mean, when you get good quality and you take care of stuff, I mean, it, it can really be a, a very long-term purchase, which is good for you and bad for you because, hey, you wish you could have to buy one every few years. But you know what? Hey, you build a good product that people are happy with for many, many years. Well, you know, we're doing all kinds of things to try to expand the market, and we're, we've been so fortunate. And, you know, even you, you think about that sometimes. Geez, we're building these products that last so long. But, you know, it's just like glamping t- came along and expanded the business you know, we're doing things now that are like our, our new go tent that we're going to officially roll out in January. It's a small short wall wall tent, but it's perfect for guys that are going like maybe bow hunters that want to be more mobile. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a 15 minute setup, 10 minute takedown, full advantages of a wall tent. You can put a stove in if you want to, it'll fit two guys, three guys without a stove. So, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to do things that, that, in, that include, I mean, guys love, I mean, canvas is awesome. Heck, we've been using it for thousands of years. Right? Sure. It's a great living space. So, you know, if we can just help people, you know, hey, here's your here's your canvas tent for this application. I, I think that's, you know, we just got to keep, uh, you know, thinking thinking like hunters think and, and, and doing our thing. And uh, I think people will keep responding to it. Yeah. And another thing, I think the big thing is, you know, just having you guys there and your team there that has that infield experience. There's... I hate going to a store and asking a guy a question, working in a department, and he goes, well, you know, I really don't, you know, you know, let's say you're in an archery department at a box store, and again, good people there, but I'm not cutting them down, but then the guy goes, well, I'm not really an archery hunter, you know, I'm over in boots, and they just needed me over here, so I don't know, you know, (laughs) and I mean, it's great to have people, though, that have that infield experience where you can really say, because if it's your first time, you know, we don't know what we need. And it's great to have you guys are, you know, to fill us in. And, hey, it's an option. If you want it, great. If you don't, great. But at least we're going to tell you about it. It's the, the, you know, we have a commitment here that whoever picks up the telephone is a tent expert. 
And so hmm. if you come to work for us, uh, and by the way, we're, we're looking for somebody right now. Uh, but if you come to work for us, you're going to work in a production facility before you ever pick up a telephone. Wow. Because we're okay. going to keep our commitment to, you know, understanding our product before you get on the phone and start talking to people about it and understanding the materials and be able to answer these questions. Uh, so, yeah, we're, uh, we're really committed to that. Uh, we think that, you know, it's a little thing that we can do that's part of the experience people have in dealing with us. Right. That know they're, look, they might not always like what we tell them. Sure. But we're going to give them, we're going to give them an expert opinion on it. And, uh, you know, they can take that, they can take that where they want it. And we'll try to do it in a way that, you know, relates to them because we don't want to make anybody feel bad about it. Right. But, you know, sometimes you have to tell people things that they're probably, it's not their favorite thing to hear, but we're going to do it from a professional standpoint. And, uh, you know, we're just going to do the best we can and let the chips fall where they may. Absolutely. Well, man, thank you guys for all you do, too. I know, boy, you help out Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and supply many tents for them. And, of course, a lot of things got screwed up this year, but uh, you guys still did your part to uh, do all you can to help them, and I know they appreciate that very much. And uh, we will look forward to our next visit, and good luck to you and your daughter on the hunt. And uh, we'll get you guys back on the show and let her talk about that big kill. Right on, Scott. Rocky yeah. Mountain Elk Foundation, all those other folks out there, everybody, please get out and support them. They need your help right now. Tough what? time. So, Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Again, Will Marquette, Davis Tent, 4635 Jason Street. Get by and see them. Um, maybe you just had a bad experience this year in your uh, tent and uh, you want to get a good one. Get by and see Will, and I promise you they'll take great care of you. And as Will mentioned, hey, they're Looking for a, a right team member there. And if you're interested in that, get by and see him. Let Will know you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado. So, Will, thank you very much, sir, and we'll be in touch. All right, Scott. Thanks. All take right. care. Thank you. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. we got to take a short break, and we'll be back with more right after this. This is Scott Watley for my friends at Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is proud to announce their new 10,000 square foot facility is now open in Berthard, Colorado, located at 504 North 2nd Street. With this expansion, Phoenix Weaponry offers a new retail area and expanded gunsmithing in Duracoat and Cerakote areas. Family-owned and operated, Phoenix Weaponry offers the finest in competition, hunting, and long-range precision firearms. Also, suppressors from 22 long rifle to 50 caliber for rifles, pistols, and shotguns. Phoenix Weaponry also offers gunsmithing services and restoration repairs from antique to modern firearms. Building your firearm dreams into reality. That's Phoenix Weaponry. Call them now, 720-340-2496, or visit them at phoenixweaponry.com. Hi, Jack Corgan for Len Lyle Chevrolet. Len Lyle Chevrolet is open and safe. It's truck month, and they have the best deals of the year on all trucks and SUVs, like up to 10000 off on half-ton Silverados. Or come check out the all-new Tahoes and Suburbans for 2021. Len Lyle has been there for 35 years, and low overhead really does mean low prices. Check them out on the web, lenlylechevy.com. Go east and pay the least. Chevy. Find new roads. Hi, this is Scott Watley once again to talk about one of my favorite stores, the Outdoorsman's Attic. If you're looking for great deals on your outdoor gear, head on over to the Outdoorsman's Attic. From waterfowl gear, decoys, ice fishing to big game hunting, they've got you covered. If you've got some gear you just don't use anymore, take it over to the attic and they will sell it for you. 
They've also got guns and ammo. If your firearm needs a little work, see Scott the Gunsmith and let him know you heard about him here on Sportsman of Colorado. Hunting, fishing, and camping gear at tremendous savings, all at the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hamden. Stop paying retail and get to the Outdoorsman's Attic. We don't normally think about our garage door until it's too late. A spring breaks, and right when you're running late for that very important appointment, you jump in the car, push the remote, your door doesn't open. Don't let that happen. Call Marianne at Affordable Door Company today and schedule your garage door inspection. At Affordable Doors, they are able to offer same-day service in the Denver metro area as well as free estimates. With over 30 years of experience and with over 26,000 satisfied customers, you can be assured of a pleasant experience when you deal with Affordable Door Company. Call Marianne now at 303-680-8440. That's 303-680-8440. And to see a complete list of services, visit garagedoorproblems.com. Is your vision stopping you from enjoying your outdoor activities? Hi, this is Scott Watley for Stack Optical. Get by Stack Optical today and check out the Stack Sports Pack. One great frame where you can easily interchange the lenses to the tent you need for golf, bike riding, shooting, fishing, and yes, even driving. Stack Optical, family owned and operated. They're fully staffed and ready to help you with all of your optical needs from eye exams, glasses, contacts, and yes, even repairs. And rest assured, Stack Optical has taken every precaution to ensure your safety and that you have a clean environment. 2233 South Monaco Parkway. 303-321-1578. Call them now. 303-321-1578. StackOptical.com. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. We are glad you are with us. I want to thank Will Marquette for being with us. And if you're ever looking for a great tent, highly recommend Davis Tents. Well, if you missed the first part of the show, we have Aaron Kessie in with us. Michaela and Hunter are with us as well. So it's good to have you guys again. All right. Um, you know, a shameless plug for Davis Tent. I've been yeah. using their tent since 2003. I've spent months living in them in snowstorms with great friends for right. forever. So they, they hold up. It's still in our backyard. It's in the shed. James Hardesty has our stove. I want that back, James, if you're listening. And, uh, you know, they last forever. Yeah, they do. Buy, pay, pay once, cry once, and it's done. Absolutely. No, they are. Or buy once, cry once. What's that saying? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like everything else hunting related? Exactly. No <laughs> doubt. For sure. Well, again, we were talking a little bit about just the outdoor community, so we're just going to visit about that. And 303-477-5600 um, is our number. If, hey, if you got any questions for Aaron, a great archery guy, we'll take your call. 303-477-5600. Um, but again, great community, and uh, um, most of my um, relationships have been with Phil Mendoza, you know, at No Limits, and a lot of great archery shops around, but well, if, I don't know if anybody does any better than No Limits. No, they their customer service is second to none. I remember before I got to know Phil and everybody, we walked in, and we stood there and waited for longer than we thought, 
you know, your typical, you want service now. Sure. After I've gotten to know them, they finished with one customer and then they move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. You might have to wait, especially if it's during hunting season, but they take care of you. They do it right. And, Absolutely. And, uh, and they're, and they're so knowledgeable and in field experience. You know, I yeah. see some of the people at some of the box stores, not cutting anybody down, but man, you walk in and, you know, the guy goes, man, I don't know. I'm not an archery hunter. I was over in boots yesterday. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, they don't know, you know? Yeah, no, the pro shops and the, the specialized gear are definitely the way to learn. You know, there's a ton of resources out there, but yeah. that's just one of the examples. Sure. Once again, uh, No Limits Archery, great store. And I did see a post from them just uh, the other day uh, with the uh, new restrictions. They are changing up in some of their hours, so be sure and go to their website and check with them. But if you are thinking about getting into archery or, boy, you need to get your equipment dialed in, uh, that is the place, No Limits Archery. So what's your favorite thing? I mean, is, it, is archery just, I mean, in which is there a species like mule deer, elk? I mean, what do you like the best? Oh, archery, yes. I've done some rifle hunts. Sometimes I can't even pull the trigger. Sometimes I get too close and I can't see them in the scope. Um, but elk is really the the one that gets my blood going. Deer, I always buy a tag and, you know, I don't look for the largest deer, mm -hmm. um, like some of the people we know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Henry Ferguson Henry and Kyle. Ferguson. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle, big chief. Um, but... Uh, I always go to spend the time with friends and family, have a tag, and see a deer, shoot it. If it's legal, it, it'll eat. Sure. You know, it, and I've got a lot of a lot of shoulder mounts um, that are not promotable, or I don't. It's hard to hard to explain. They're small. Yeah. And I've shoulder mounted them because I always mounted. The, That's a story. The next deer up, or the adventure of that yeah. of that deer. I've got a, a, a four-corn mounted that was my first deer that the antlers are about four inches long and two-inch points, and that was the first one. Right. The next one I got was a little bit bigger, so I shoulder-mounted it. And I, I've stopped doing that now, but <laughs> it, uh, you know, the, the stories from those trips and the friends that you were with sure. and the people. Michaela and I have one It's above our stairwell right. that was her first trip that she was with me. And she was standing right next to me when I got it. So, so Michaela, tell us a little bit about that. Um, we were up in the mountains, and it was um, my my first hunting trip um, where I was able um, or was able to try and shoot a deer. And that the buck was the year before. Oh, we went to the bathroom. We were driving <laughs> back. <laughs> See, there's lots of stories. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't remember that one. <laughs> so what what do your friends say, Michaela? Would they, you know, they, they probably know that you hunt. Uh, no, most of them don't. Oh, they don't. No. Okay. All right. So, just... Some of them do. We've been, some of them. We've been on some fourth rifle hunts with some classmates from school right. and their, their dads. The bakers. Yeah. Bakers. So that's cool. Yeah. So, Aaron, uh got about seven, eight minutes here, but um, let's talk about those maybe just wanting to get into archery. I mean, what would be your advice to, I mean, how to even get started? Yeah, the online resources and the people that are out there, you can really do a lot of research. Even right now, you're shut down, you're at home, you want to start archery hunting, you want to start hunting in general. Um, 
you know, there's a ton of websites, educational stuff out there. Chris Rowe. Oh, Chris. Um, his, I still listen to his elk modules every yeah. year. I can never remember what each sound is. I can't even remember the sounds right sure, now and the names sure. of them, but Chris has broken it down. Yeah, no, it's really resources. You, yeah. you can actually go out and talk to the animals with calls. Um, Jason Phelps makes a great call that you can learn how to do it before you actually do it. You can talk to people. You know, you meet people at the archery range. I'm sure at the gun range you meet them. But there's newbies, there's rookies, there's people that have just been doing it, and they can they just talking to the the other hunters in the community, right? They can really learn a lot. But those those online resources are really, yeah. Even podcasts, yeah, yeah. I did a turkey hunt with uh, Chris. We were supposed to do opening day uh, weekend in Kansas, and COVID hit, and they had a sheriff there that was, you know, oh really, being a deputy dog guy, <laughs> and wouldn't let anybody in hardly, you know. And so we pushed well, it especially out a if few you're weeks. from Colorado, yeah, 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 exactly. And so, but then we went on in May, and man, had a great hunt with him, killed a nice tom, and I mean, boy, just. Really great guy. Yeah, it that's looks great. like he's got a, a good operation out there. Yeah, and that's rowhuntingresources.com, by the way. And if you want to know elk, and, I mean, Chris does a lot of species there, turkey, deer, everything. But, man, his elk modules, as Aaron said, boy, you want to captivate there on, you know, hours and hours and hours of his work. It is priceless. Yeah, it uh, is. To do that, for sure. It is. So what about just, you know, equipment-wise and getting into a pro shop and just picking out a bow and all that? Just go spend time at No Limits and let them size you up and get it all figured out? Yeah. Let them mm -hmm. let them help you shoot. They've taught both of our kids how to shoot. They don't um, get to the range as much as they want or as I want, but it's because they're busy with their own things. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, take their instruction and then go practice, play, talk to people that have it, get read gear reviews, stuff like that. There's there's so much information out there and so many high-quality products right now that it's hard to say, you know, Kafaru's the best or Sitka's the best, Kuyu's the best. Um, Aaron might punch me for saying that, but it uh, you have to find what works for you. It, it's almost trial and error or borrowing gear and seeing if you like it, seeing if it works. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the upper-end manufacturers are making such quality gear that you don't need to worry about it wearing out no matter how hard you abuse it. Right. And, you know, just the whole layering effect of everything is so cool. Yeah. You know, with everything. and I mean, It's gotten lighter yeah. like we were talking about earlier. We were in 35 years ago. I'm not aging myself. We were in wool coats and wool hats, and <laughs> now we've got synthetic stuff that weighs... Yeah a fraction of the weight and it allows us older guys gray-haired guys to get into the woods and go further into the backcountry and and stay longer and be comfortable yeah and stay alive yeah no doubt i mean that's sometimes what it comes down to yeah just make sure you got good gear i mean man nothing makes a trip more miserable yeah than, you know bad boots and <laughs> but if you're just getting into it and you want to go to walmart or goodwill or army surplus Go go buy a down bag. Yep. And I tell you, a, go put a plastic the, bag over it. It doesn't take a lot to get into. You've been to it. the outdoorsman's attic. Mm -hmm. I have not. I've seen you promote it. Yeah, but. you need to go check that out. It's twenty six fifty West Hamden. It's the outdoorsman attic. It's a consignment store for the outdoors. And by the way, guys and gals, if you've got some hunting gear and uh, camping gear that you don't use anymore, you simply take it over there. Hey, they'll figure out a price, sell it there, and uh, 
pay you for it, and, uh, man, you're good to go. But, I mean, it, it is a great store, and uh, it's the Outdoorsman's Attic. All right, Michaela, we'll finish up with you and Hunter here. All right, so let's talk just a little bit here on school and what all's happened with all the COVID thing, and um, how's that made you feel with your school kind of being in and out and all that? Um, well, it's interesting being <laughs> in and out of school. Um, at home, there's less distractions unless you have a brother um <laughs> like that one yes <laughs> so hunter is it distracting having a sister come up Definitely. to the mic a little bit yeah <laughs> uh so are you are you in school now or are you doing it online hunter online online do yeah. you like that better or do you like being at school better i like being in school better right you know I'll bet it's just a whole different deal. Huh? Yeah, it's yeah. amazing that mm-hmm. the flexibility that the youth of today have had to deal with in the last eight months. Sure. You know, their whole world's been turned upside down. Oh, yeah. Their, their daily routines, that's what helps kids out, has been thrown up in the air and come, come down to rest wherever it ends. And look wherever from the parental side, too. I mean, dude, it's tough when you, you know. I'm glad we're work. self-employed. I couldn't yeah. imagine having a job. Yeah, I mean, it's my wife and I don't ever know where we're going to be, when we're going to be, or when it's going to get canceled. Sure. You know, it, it just hockey today changed from practice tomorrow to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have to be flexible, and I couldn't imagine the, the struggle of having a job, trying to do that. The, the families that are home right now, right? you know, the parents that can't go to work because their kids can't can't be left alone. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's tough, but hats off to this generation for adapting and not not letting it get to them too much. Yeah, absolutely. Well, these two guys look happy, so. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> as long as I feed them. Absolutely. Depends on the day. Depends on the day. And if mom's uh, listening, will, yeah. you, will you turn the smoker off? I don't want to overdo the moose jerky. Yeah, you were supposed to turn that off <laughs> half an hour ago. So you like yeah. smoking that? Well, this is my first first round of jerky that I made this morning. Okay. So I took some of the scrap meat and marinated it yesterday. Threw it on the smoker. Yeah, yesterday I did. You got to look up barbersfoods.com. Great meat guy that we're doing some things with. But yeah. Man, they've got bison. Um, I mean, great, great. Some salmon, all this stuff. Oh, they sell right the here. Yeah, they're right okay. over here by the National Western Stock Show area. Huh. And I've got a freezer foods. full of moose. I can't even go buy a turkey right now. <laughs> and I know I'll get death threats for buying a turkey instead of hunting for one. Um, Jason Sneathan uh, is right now out trying to get their, their turkey. Oh, really? Their Thanksgiving turkey. But I can't even go buy one at the store right now because we don't have enough freezer space yeah. left over. Yeah, so. We had to get a new freezer a few weeks ago, so I got two in the garage. Yeah, now. I've got an empty one in the basement that I'm trying to not plug in. Right. You know, how much how much meat hoarding do you need to do? I uh, know. <laughs> so. Uh, Right. So we'll go buy a fresh turkey hopefully on Wednesday. And yeah. Maybe go to the grocery store and harvest it. Put a tag on it. Yeah, good deal. <laughs> well, Aaron, hey, man, it's been fun having you guys in the studio. It thanks, has. Thanks, thanks for Scott. bringing your kiddos in and Michaela. Got and me Hunter. out of yard work today. Hey, good deal. <laughs> and, uh, well, maybe we should just say, hey, we're going for another couple hours for your wife. Hey, yeah, well, yeah as long you. as you want, but yeah, i got to make sure I don't burn the jerky. Okay. And Hunter's uh, got a, a project that we're working on. So uh, good let's deal. go get some rocks. Well, Hunter, keep after that hockey, and I want to hear about your goose hunt, okay? Yeah. All right.
Michaela, thank you as well. And uh, Aaron, again, thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks for having us on, Scott. And we do want to wish everyone a very good Thanksgiving and a safe one. Hope you have a great time with the family members that will come over to see you. But, uh, again, a lot to be thankful for. You know what? USA is still the greatest country around, and uh, we got a lot to be thankful for and still a lot to fight for. So hang in there. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. expressed on KLC 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.